0: is monday june 12th already and it's wonderful to have you here thanks so much for stopping by the damon bruce show exclusively baby on damon bruce Plus, welcome to all the plusers who got in the chat early today. If you're just showing up, it's wonderful to have you here. Uh, note to my wife, Jillian, yesterday was not Father's Day. She thought it was. I got a free breakfast. I got a free sleep in. I got cards from the kids as soon as I got up. I almost didn't have the heart to tell her that it was next Sunday. I mean, the Canadian Open is not usually rapids final round on Father's Day. That's usually the U.S. Open. But I gotta, I gotta be honest. I was, I was caught off guard too. Uh, this is what happens when you're surrounded by new business, kids, and a whole bunch of stuff going on. You get a little scrambled. It's so good to have you here. We got a lot to get into today. Looking back on a very interesting weekend, and kind of setting up the week that is is gonna be interesting. I certainly hope it's gonna be interesting. A huge night tomorrow night in Oakland, and we'll get to all of that. But we have to start with the single greatest pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball, uh, Cy. Crawford (laughs) how about that for a fun little wrinkle at the end of a loud Giants win over the Chicago Cubs in a series where it looked like the Giants might actually get swept they win on Sunday so loudly they can ask Brandon Crawford to do something that apparently he's always kind of wanted to do but has never really gone out to do and he might have thought about it a little second guessing along the way but he did it and what do you know you can't argue with a career 0.00 ERA. You can't just you can't argue with that. Man's never allowed a run. Period. Straight up, full stop. You know he started with 6 consecutive balls, 0.00. Name me a pitcher with a career ERA of 0.00. <laughs> Look, the uh, Giants avoided being swept by the Cubs. Uh, Again, Brandon Crawford comes in for an inning to everyone's surprise. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I saw earlier today here, pinned messages, comes from Rob C., who says, you know, I was at the Giants game yesterday. I thought it was the booze, but nope, there he was, Crawford on the mound. It was easy to watch, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, how, how about that? I mean, everyone was surprised by that. I think Brandon Crawford might have been even surprised by that just a little bit. Uh, One day after becoming the fourth San Francisco giant, San Francisco era only, uh, but the era of the franchise to play 1,600 games at at the position of shortstop, um, uh, postseason included, by the way, in that note, uh, he got the final three outs. He got the final three outs of a game that, again, the Giants looked pretty damn good in, and we'll talk about the reasons why they look good on a day where they kind of look sloppy, too. I think four errors is uh, their most of the year. That felt like almost every game last season. But 13 years at shortstop, and the quote from Crawford was, I've only played shortstop my whole career. So that was something I kind of thought about, but I doubt many guys have played only shortstop for 1,600 games and pitched one game. I'm on the list there by myself, I think. I I think he is. I think he is. As I said last night, suck it, Shohei (laughs) Otani. Uh, look, it was it was a fun weekend at the yard, even though it wasn't too much fun for the Giants in the win-loss column. They nearly got swept there by the Cubs, and on Saturday they nearly get no hit by Kyle Hendricks. Um, and then they follow that up with a 15-hit afternoon where you start to say to yourself, you know, this team, when it's healthy and kind of locked in, it 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 doesn't look that bad, right? Not a lot of star power, but interchangeable as hell. Look, Jacques Peterson with a couple of home runs, Estrada. Then you got Blake Sable having the kind of days that make you want a little bit more from this baseball team. So they're a game over five they They're off on the road again. A very interesting stretch of games coming up here, but a uh, little fun. A little fun to be had at the ballpark, and it just lets you know that Brandon Crawford came up with uh, mostly a manager who just who just didn't screw around. Like Bruce Bochy wasn't having his shortstop, maybe risk his arm. It also is a little indicative of where Brandon Crawford is at the in his career. He is at the end of it. There was a time in Brandon Crawford's career where he was so valuable at shortstop, they would never think of allowing him to pitch. Thinking what might, not that he's about to be a pitcher, but what might be next. Fun things that Brandon wants to do is is a good way to go about this year because let's be completely honest, Casey Schmidt is on the scene and that's the replacement. The replacement is in the building already. So uh, a little nostalgia for Brandon Crawford, a little fun for him, a little fun for fans and a little sign of, you know, the breeze of change will be blowing through that position of shortstop quickly. So, Interesting times all around and a a, a weekend with Cup. Look, when the Cubs are in town, your ballpark is going to be full. It was a full, fun ballpark Friday, Saturday, Sunday down at 24 Willie Mays Plaza. I kind of forgot what that place looked with fans packed to the rafters. Looked good. Beautiful setting. It really was. Some good weather broke uh, San Francisco's way as well uh what i want to do right here before we move on to other things that are going on we got to let you know that when it's going on lunchtime you get yourself over to ike's for a delicious sandwich by the way i'm going to be with ike on thursday for the opening of his Brentwood location. It is I, I believe it's like a soft open now. The grand opening is coming, but looking forward to doing that. I so look forward to opening up Twitter and seeing people who have taken pictures of my sponsors and uh, people uh, enjoying Ike sandwiches and burgers from Uncle Boys and I tell you, maybe one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen giving some love to a sponsor came from someone who was drinking a little blackened up in Tahoe, took the bottle out, the snifter. Just beautiful shot of the Sierras behind the. I mean, it was. It, it looked like a commercial, not just a fan taking a picture of a bottle of whiskey, but it looked gorgeous. Get yourself a bottle of Black and you'll be happy that you did. It is delicious, whether you're drinking it straight, neat, on the rocks, in a cocktail. It does all the things you want your whiskey to do. Mostly be delicious, and when it comes to mostly being delicious, let me tell you about Uncle Boys, the official burger of the Damon Bruce Show. Now, what two weeks into our official partnership, it is wonderful to have them here. It's wonderful to see so many people who have gone out to uh pick up a burger and Uncle Boys. It means an awful lot to me. It certainly means a lot to them and the sponsors. And this is how the channel continues to grow. Excellent job all around, everyone. Thank you for being so good to the people who are good to me. It means an awful lot. Go get yourself a burger at Uncle Boy's. You'll be happy that you did. Uh, Real quick, once again, Brandon Crawford is, you know, where is he? These 1,600 games at shortstop? What is he, like one of the 10 most played shortstops of all time at one position? Did he give up some? No, not really. As much shortstop as Brandon Crawford has played for the Giants, he is 55th all-time lining up at the defensive position, a shortstop in major league history. And that's not even with 1600 games because that includes his postseason performances. So he's got less than that on his actual record right now. But Brandon Crawford is 55th all time and starts at shortstop, which look, you get into the top 60 and anything in major league baseball history. That is, that is impressive, but it's not like he took himself out of a, I've never played anywhere else but these small handful of great shortstops and me, and we're all the same. Not quite that dramatic. It really isn't. Um, number one, by the way, all-times game played at shortstop. Well, he was a San Francisco Giant for a while there, too. Omar Vizquel, number one, 2,709 games started for Omar Vizquel at shortstop. Number two, Derek Jeter. Number three, Luis Aparicio. And number four... Ozzie Smith, which of course brings us to St. Louis, which of course brings us to the fact that the Giants are at the Cardinals tonight, Logan Webb going for the Giants tonight. He's been pitching better than he was earlier in the year, but It's not like the Giants are doing too much in the win column around him right now. As a matter of fact, he's only got just one win in his last five starts. So here is a limping, not who they normally are, St. Louis Cardinals team. 27 and 39 are the Cardinals. 27 and 39, 12 games under five hundred overall, a losing record at home. This is not what they expect when they get the baseball season in St. Louis, even when they know they're not going to be great. They usually don't fall to last place in the Central, and that's where they are right now. They're 3-9 and nine in their last dozen games, dead last in the National League Central. And look, very rarely do you look at the St. Louis Cardinals like here's an easy punching bag, but here is a really good way to start a very important stretch of games for the San Francisco Giants. Giants got a big 13-game stretch here. They're on the road in St. Louis. Then they fly back to the West Coast to date the Los Angeles Dodgers down in L.A. Then they're home for a four-game series against the Padres. After that, it's the Diamondbacks. So if we can just kind of overlook the Colorado Rockies... All the important teams in their division are right here on the schedule in the next couple of weeks, so it's an important couple of weeks for the San Francisco Giants as they're trying to get more than just one game over 500, two games over 500, Can they actually put together a little bit of a streak to get them on the real right side of 500 and not be dipping back and dipping below by a game? Just get over that damn hurdle and stay there. We'll see if this is the week where they do it. A lot of... In-division games. Very important week for the Giants. Couple weeks coming up for the Giants. Um, Here's something we haven't been able to say once since starting the show over on YouTube. Boys and girls, A's fans everywhere. This team is streaking. They have gone streaking. The streaking Oakland A's. Say it out loud. It's happened. They've won five straight games, and that's honestly something that I didn't know we were going to say at any point in time this year. That is how bad things have been. John Fisher aside, just that is an unprepared to go to war on the major league level baseball team. To win five in a row, it's almost as impressive as when they ripped off 20 in a row in the peak of the Moneyball era. I mean, are you kidding me? How did this team win five in a row? They take two out of three in Pittsburgh after dropping their opening game uh, in uh, in Pittsburgh to then sweep the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. And boom, that is officially five in a row with a game against Tampa Bay tonight. And look, the baseball gods have not only not smiled upon Oakland so much this year, you would think that the baseball gods are angry. At Oakland, You would think that the Oakland A's have forsaken the baseball gods. The way this year has gone, the way John Fisher behaves, it is just, it's been a long year, a long, long year. Can we get two more in a row? Can the A's actually tonight beat Tampa Bay, one of the best teams in all of baseball, so you have... An actual six-game winning streak heading into Reverse Boycott Night tomorrow night, and I hope to see you there. Please come up and say hello. If you do see me there, I will be wearing an A's hat. I will be wearing a cell shirt. I will be sitting with the last dive bar and the bleacher creatures out there in right field, we're gonna. Let's go, Oakland. Let. Let's go, Oakland. A little bit of love for the Oakland days, boy. They could use it. Boy, those fans have so been just done so wrong. The baseball gods have done zero smiling. Smile tonight, baseball gods. Smile on the A's tonight. Smile on their starting pitchers. May their bats be brisk and may their pitches be strikes. Get this winning streak to six games and let everybody be extra fired up for the reverse boycott happening tomorrow night. Looking forward to getting out there. We're going to document it. We are going to go live if we can on YouTube. We will be recording things to play back here the very next day. Hopefully bring you into the Coliseum if you can't actually make it there tomorrow night, but I really do. I hope that they have 65,000 fans and just three concession stands open. That would be very on brand for John Fisher and company. Knowing that tomorrow night is going to be such a huge Huge night at the ballpark. Do you think Dave Cavill's got the actual balls to show his face? I don't. John Fisher, we all know, will be nowhere near them, nowhere near the, the Coliseum tomorrow night. Fuck them both. The, um, the reverse boycott is tomorrow. The Nevada lawmakers are back in special session today, which is now being criticized as like a huge waste of money and a clear, like, hammering through something that nobody wants. Nope, there isn't a single entity beyond maybe the governor himself, John Fisher, Dave Cavill, and all of those bootlicks that want the A's on the strip. Nevada doesn't seem to want it. Nevada, N- Nevada IATA, not Nevada IATA. That's the way I remembered it, but I still get it wrong. No one wants this. The legislature doesn't want it. No, No one. No one is into it. No one could give a rip. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it fails colossally. And I hope it goes down in flames tonight. And there's no more special sessions tacked on. And tomorrow that reverse boycott is a huge celebration. And John Fisher is actually considered malignant, the cancer that he is, by Major League Baseball. And it's time to drum that motherfucker right out of this league. Goodbye, John Fisher. You are the worst. You're the worst owner in the modern history of sports in my lifetime. You really, truly are. The only owners that you could make an argument have ever been worse in Major League Baseball history are directly connected to racism. Like, directly connected to blatant, overt, black men don't play in our league racism. Outside of that... John Fisher is the single worst owner in the history of Major League Baseball, and I can tell you all those racist sons of bitches were much better businessmen than this guy was, is, I mean, good God, he's the worst. Looking forward to a little solidarity with the East Bay tomorrow night. And what I really hope is that this is something that is now going to ripple into other ballparks. That's what A's fans are asking for. No matter where you are in Major League Baseball, tomorrow night, if you're going to a game, wear a little green, wear a little gold. If you have an A's hat in your closet, pull it out. Doesn't matter who you're rooting for. Supporting the Oakland A's across Major League Baseball would be an awesome thing to see happen tomorrow night. It would be awesome. I I hope that it actually happens. I really, really do. A lot of people commenting here. We're going to get into the chat. We're going to get into Club Plus in just a bit. Um, As I told you, Friday, Jack was homesick from school. um, Home from school sick. Uh, Today, it's Ozzy's turn. This is what happens when you have two kids. So Jillian right now is juggling uh, her main career, this career, the CEO of the PLUS, the CEO of the family. She's working hard. I'm gonna go give Jillian a tap out. Again, she's working so hard she thought that yesterday was Father's Day. I, I didn't have the heart to tell her. Actually, yes, I did. No, honey, thank thank you for everything. It's next weekend. It took me a while to realize it too. Cause she keep on she keeps on saying, like, Father's Day is this week. I'm like, well, Jillian's not gonna screw that up. She, she. She's usually good about these things. She, she tracks these things. I, for one, I do not. So I was just going, I was just picking up what she was putting down. I had no idea. The NBA Finals. I think we get our final game of the basketball season tonight. I think we get it tonight back in Denver. That's where the series goes. And I said, it's, it's, It feels like Nuggets in five. Nuggets do it tonight. That's Nuggets in five. Not that we're trying to be right over here all the time. We just happen to be more often than not. It's the burden of broadcasting excellence. (laughs) Doesn't it feel like the NBA has totally botched this finals Like, they haven't capitalized on anything correctly. They haven't done a good job of selling a single minute, a single star, a single storyline. They can't even sell the fact that Jokic is literally the opposite of everything NBA social media wants the NBA to be. Like, this guy is just such a fish out of water in modern NBA media cooperation that you think you'd at least be able to sell that. Nope. The amount of uncreative that networks and media companies and media members have thrown at this is, is really remarkable to me. There was an interesting way to frame and sell these finals and no one found it. No one found it. It feels like the league totally botched the finals just from a scheduling standpoint alone. Like last night, There was nothing on TV. There wasn't a Stanley Cup final game. There wasn't an NBA finals game. There wasn't any baseball because that all wraps up early on a Sunday afternoon for the most part. They had like the stage all to themselves last night, but no NBA finals game. Why do you need all this time off in between games? I don't know. It's stupid. It just feels like the NBA has screwed this up. And again, the media doing its job to cover this series, it's just been uninspired all the way around. Nikola Jokic just won't take the bait of any stupid question, whether it be on court or in a press conference. He's just... What I love about Nikola Jokic is he is not there to participate on your, well, what are you wearing tonight, walk-in fashion bullshit. And then he is quite literally not interested in picking up a single cute thing that anyone puts down in front of him. He's just not interested, just not interested in playing along. It's a culture clash. It's the opposite. He grew up, what, in Serbia, in the literal opposite environment that every AAU, look-at-me kid in America playing basketball grows up in, and he ain't interested in any of it. And then the truth be told, you know, his running mate, Jamal Murray, he's not really interested in it either. What I think I like the most about the Denver Nuggets is they're just here to play basketball. That's it. They're not here to help you sell tickets. They're not here to help you get ratings. They're just here to play basketball. I respect the hell out of it. I really do. I really do. Nuggets in five. I think tonight is a final game of our entire basketball year, and my heart will be forlorn. I will be doing a show on AMP tonight. If you're uh, hanging out with me on AMP, we're going to be doing post-game on AMP, playing some tunes, hanging out on a Monday night. Why the hell not? Why, why wouldn't we? So you're invited to join me there. Um, th- the weirdest story from the NBA Finals is what happened during a timeout at Miami Arena where their mascot, Bernie, had to go to the ER after a mid-game in-timeout bit with former UFC champ Conor McGregor. Have you seen the video? It, it, It appears Conor McGregor did not either know where the person inside the mascots chin or head really was? Or he just decided that he was going to drop a haymaker on the guy. There were two punches thrown by Conor McGregor at this mascot. And I don't know if the first one landed, the second one landed, or both of them landed, but apparently the guy in the Bernie costume had to go to the ER. And if you're saying well here's someone just trying to take advantage of someone, n- no, it 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 really looked like that guy got hit hard. It was not a pull-your-punch Conor McGregor situation. He was supposed to pretend fight a mascot, and I think he might have broken the guy's jaw. So, you know, lawyers are coming. I'm sure lawyers are coming. Uh, The Canadian Open. Speaking of maybe lawyers coming, uh, did you see the big tackle on the 18th hole? Uh, It's been broken down by NFL analysts. uh, Beautiful form tackle, way to drive, way to lift, way to pursue with both shoulders being square to the target. Some security uh, guy, maybe a former CFL player, but uh, somebody got taken out up at the Canadian Open. Nick Taylor ends up winning. And by the way, winning in dramatic fashion. This guy dropped like a 72-foot putt on the fourth playoff hole of the Canadian Open. The Canadian Open was just dripped and awkward thanks to the entire PGA Live thing that dominated last week. Well, they actually got to a little golf on Sunday and the golf was was exciting. It was spectacular. It was a fun playoffs. Playoff holes and then a tackle. <laughs> it was something else. Again, I thought, "Geez, you know, Father's Day Father's Day usually falls on the Sunday of the U.S. Open, not the Canadian Open. Maybe times are different. No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, the U.S. Open starts Thursday, which is why this coming Sunday is Father's Day. Uh, it's at the L.A. Country Club, the North Course, if you are scoring along at home. So, hooray. I do love a U.S. Open. I love how frustrated golfers get playing the U.S. Open. Makes everyone look like a normal person. Well, maybe not everyone, but we'll see what this looks like. Um, A couple of things to wrap up today's show that I, I find disturbing. Number one, the Athletic today is laying off 20 reporters. Now, if you are here in the Bay Area along with me, you know who the Athletic reporters are um, and how good they are at their jobs. I certainly hope that this round of layoffs doesn't burn its way through the Bay Area in San Francisco, but we'll see because it looks like, you know, by the hour we're learning who is getting laid off. I have been subscribing to The Athletic since it started, and I can tell you right now that subscribing to The Athletic has been fantastic. It's really good. They have real, no-nonsense, actual sports journalism happening in, an un, in, in in a way that isn't breathless. It isn't a hot-take culture. It's like actual sports journalism being done. And it's going to be done by 20 fewer reporters because, as I found out, there is no greater marking of modern media times than rounds of layoffs. It's happening everywhere. Now, it's not going to happen here on the Plus. I don't think I'll be laid off anytime soon unless Jillian's got a real surprise for me, which would be lousy to do before Father's Day. But look, I, I offer all all in the media a piece of advice. Grab your career with your own two hands and manage it yourself. Because these companies, they might look like they're well-run, They're usually not. They're poorly run. There is an element of greed, which is always going to sort of suggest to any owning entity of a media property, hey, can't you do more with less? That's every company these days asking themselves that question. Can't you do more with less? Can't you... Have the same spot occupied by someone who makes less money and isn't as good? That's the question that is being asked everywhere in media, not just sports media, but media all over the place. That's why YouTube's taken over. There's a legit shift happening right now in media. And how it's consumed and how it's operated in our lifetimes. And honestly, without getting laid off by radio, I would have been behind the times. Is it a blessing? I'm never going to say it's a blessing, but I will say it's good to be here. Got a picture from the ballpark of somebody wearing a Damon Bruce Plus logo hat that I had nothing to do with. We have not made them. We have not sold them. It's coming. It's coming. I'm very flattered you're going to be hearing from my lawyer, trademark infringement. No, I'm just kidding. But it's it's it it's incredible. The response that has happened over here, and I thank you very much for it. There's one more situation happening in sports, and it's one that I guess, you know, is one of those. Oh, so you want to be in the dope show? Welcome to the dope show. Brittany Griner and her non-airport situation. Which they're trying to say was a situation at an airport. I'll read to you right from ESPN. Uh, a Blaze Media YouTube personality. So right there, the 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 entire story the entire story could have started with a Tucker Carlson impressionist, some right wing total a hole. Uh, a Tucker Carlson impression. Oh, by the way, when when people start writing a lot of things, the my my chat only holds in its cache like a hundred things, and we get hundreds upon hundreds. So I just want to say real quick, Paul, in case you pass me by, uh, B Paul30, thank you very much. A little five ninety nine, super chatting on a Monday morning. Thank you very, very much. Um, so a right wing total annoying douchebag. Um, a Blaze Media YouTube personality confronted the team that Brittany Griner is on. I don't even know what team she's on. I don't, you know, again, the, what is it, Phoenix Mercury? Okay. Okay. Uh, confronted the team at a Dallas Fort Worth international, confronted the team at the Dallas Fort Worth International Airport on Saturday morning before the Mercury traveled to Indiana after playing twice in Arlington, Texan this past week. The man described by the WNBA as a provocateur shouted questions at Phoenix Mercury Center Brittany Griner while filming her and her teammates. So so, let me continue here. Her, one of Brittany Griner's teammates, Brianna Turner, said, quote, It was startling to show up to the airport to have people waiting at your gate to just totally disrupt your day and follow you around at the airport shouting and causing a scene. That's obviously nothing anyone wants to deal with especially on a business trip for work representing the league the city of Phoenix and our organization. What are you chicks talking about? What are you What are you talking about? You wanted to be a professional sports team. You wanted to be more famous. You wanted attention. That just doesn't come with positive attention. It can come with negative attention, too. Welcome to the dope show, ladies. You wanted to shoot heroin? Spike up. That's what's going on here. These women were not accosted. They were not done wrong. It's the same thing anyone who's got annoying paparazzi around them happens. What was this person shouting at Brittany Griner? I don't know. I don't care. And neither should they. You know how you deal with this, ladies? Just keep walking. Walk through the airport to your bus. Get on it. Don't even acknowledge the dickhead in the room screaming questions. Y'all wanted to be professional basketball players more than anyone really wanted your professional basketball league. But here we are, a couple decades into it, it's officially working, you're getting attention, you're getting paid, your profiles are raising, rising, what's the right way to say, rising profiles. With fame comes a whole bunch of shit you might rather not deal with, but you wanted to be more famous, Welcome to more fame. It isn't always fun. It can get awkward. You're pros. Welcome to everything that comes with it. This complaint, like, all oh, these women were done wrong. Look at all this. Oh, this WNBA team was subjected to what? Subjected to what? One loony shouting questions at Brittany Griner? I think she's fine. Everyone's Fine. They're, they're talking about how she needs her own private charter jet now. If Brittany Griner takes a private charter jet and leaves the rest of her teammates to fly commercial, she's an asshole. Deal with it, Brittany. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, w- was a level of international stardom foisted upon you due to the whole imprisoned in Russia thing? There's no doubt, but welcome to fame. It might not be nearly as enjoyable as you hoped it would be. That's what goes on. You wanted to be more famous? Welcome to more famous. Sometimes that sucks. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. This person in an airport shouting things at Britney Griner. Everyone lived the end. Whole damn world's gone soft. But no, not you, because you are a pluser, which means you've got more guts than most people out there, which means you were wired by someone who thinks a little bit more rationally than the irrational, which is maybe why this appeals to you. And for that, I thank you so very much for joining us here on Monday, June 12th. Whole damn year is flying by. I was asked the question, Damon, will you be? Will you be at the reverse boycott tomorrow night? The answer to that is yes, and we'll talk more about that on Tuesday's show. In the meantime, we're going to dip into Club Plus here on YouTube. If you're listening on the ever-growing podcast, I thank you so much for tuning in today, and please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.